Operation Clutter Control. Starting simple, beds and clutter. Cleaning your house while your kids are still growing is like shoveling the walk before it stops snowing. Phyllis Diller. I've never been accused of being a perfectionist or a neat freak. In fact, as I mentioned earlier, I'm somewhat organizationally challenged. I tend toward a guiding philosophy of what's the point in putting things away when you're just going to have to get them all out again. Hmm, I think I've heard my kids say the same thing. In my career girl days, more than one boss eyed my desk, suspicious that anything productive could transpire among the piles of paper. But by that point, my organizational impairment issues were already deeply woven into the somewhat knotted fabric of my character, as my college roommate could attest. Poor thing had no idea what she'd signed on for when she agreed to live with me. In an effort to make new friends, we had both gone blind potluck in our freshman dorm at Baylor University. We met over the phone. Then, as girls do, we giddily agreed on matching bedspreads and various sundries, and hugged the day we moved in. It didn't take long for Susan to realize that even though I might be an agreeable roommate, fun, spontaneous, laid-back, I was a bit of a slob. Cluttery, one might say. Sure, like the good girl my mama and our housekeeper B taught me to be, I would make my bed, most days, but I would leave every article of clothing plus some other stuff on it or thrown to the floor beside it. To transform my makeshift wardrobe into a bed each night, I'd just shove the piles aside and snuggle up under my cozy hill of clothes, ready to wear whatever might be on top to class the next day. By contrast, Susan was organized, a borderline type A. But once she collided with my whatever-goes attitude, she soon crossed over to the dark side of creative clutter. When friends in my dorm brought their visiting parents to our room, I initially thought that the photos they snapped were scrapbook additions to memorialize their daughter's campus life experience, that their oohs and ahs expressed admiration for our adorable furnishings. I was wrong. Our room had become a destination location for freshman girls, a showcase of clutter, should their folks be inclined to chide them for a disorderly room. Mind you, Susan and I weren't dirty, just carefree and casual about putting things away. But on the inside, like most reasonable people, we both craved order. Every so often, we'd get a taste of it. If my mom happened to be in town for a visit, she would stop by and declutter our room while I was at class, neatly hanging pants and dresses in my closet, folding, ironing, putting shirts and shorts in drawers, pairing and placing shoes on the space-saving over-the-closet door racks. She worked wonders like a fairy godmother waving her magic wand. Might this be the origin of my enabling issues? For about a day, Susan and I would revel in the clothes-free floor and beds, making each other well-intentioned promises to maintain order. In the years since, I've addressed many, though certainly not all, of my organizational challenges. Still, I can empathize with my own brood of clutter-happy kids. I can appreciate those unmade beds. I get the why-put-it-away-I'm-just-going-to-wear-it-tomorrow attitude. I care about cleanliness, but, like them, not so much about clutter. But my empathy doesn't change the reality that with seven bodies in our house, keeping the clutter under control is an absolute must. 
So for years, I've been scurrying behind my family, picking up and putting away as if clutter patrol is my job. I'm quick to gather the shorts abandoned on the floor right where they were taken off, to put away the towel that left a damp spot on the carpet where it was thrown the night before, to make the beds in hope that tidy rooms will provide productive work environments when their occupants sit down to study, even to flush toilets when that simple action proved too much for my children to remember. In truth, however, my real responsibility as their mother is to teach, not to handle tasks for them. I need to help these kids tackle their tendency toward untidiness before it becomes a permanent fixture in their lives. Determined that necessary life lessons will be learned, I decide to stifle my laissez-faire flair and strategize the best way to instigate order, introduce work, and inspire commitment. A real life-altering commitment, in short.